Thanks for joining us at First Baptist of Woodlawn. Our mission at Woodlawn is to grow, serve, and reach others together. Our vision at Woodlawn is to impact our regional communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ through small groups, corporate worship and missions, and evangelism. Now, today's sermon. All righty. Let us go to God's Word, and we're going to uh, talk about today, part two of Why Do We Worship? And today, there is only one God. And it's the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego. It's a, it's a familiar story to so many of us that grew up in church and going to vacation Bible school. And our scripture verses today come from the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. Would you please stand once again? And we're going to honor God's word with the reading of his word. Daniel, chapter 3. Verses 16 through 19. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And dear God, I thank you again for for the responsibility and the privilege to bring your word today. And I pray that that the name of Jesus alone would be glorified, Lord, that, that your word would be elevated and made clear in this place and in our lives. To the name of Jesus alone we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Once again, the story of of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a familiar one that most of us learned early on in our lives. And I was having a conversation, uh, I believe, with uh, it was Jessica the other day. We were talking, and we were talking about how sad it is for so many children today that are not in church, have never been in church, that, that they will never understand or never know some of these great stories and truths that come from the Old Testament. How sad is that? But we, we know these stories, and, and sometimes they seem uh, kind of abstract and maybe even a little far-fetched to us, but, but we know God's Word to be true. And probably more times than not, this lesson, this truth about the three Hebrew children Uh, is a lesson in taking a stand for the one true God. No matter what the consequences, while everyone else bows to the idols of the world, we are standing strong in our faith in God through Christ Jesus. And it remains remains, uh, relevant for us today. Uh, There's not anywhere in our society that we go to today that we are not encouraged to, uh, to copy the world to do the things that the world says is right to do. Uh, we're tempted to bow down to the, the traps of, of selfishness, and there are so many uh, godless traps that we can fall into in our lives today. So what's important? It's important for us to know God's word. There's nothing more important for us as followers of Jesus than to know his word. Because if somebody in the world, a teacher, a coach, God bless them, 
uh, or somebody that says, hey, you can do it, just believe in yourself. Well, that might sound like something very uh, biblical for someone to hear. Well, that's not in the Bible anywhere. To believe in yourself or to trust your gut or just follow your heart, you're not going to find that anywhere in Scripture. And I'll just chase a rabbit for just a second if it's, if it's okay. Because it doesn't say that in the Bible anywhere. There's another familiar scripture uh, that we have, and I believe I've asked this one to be put on, put on the screen, a familiar one, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Did I ask you guys? Yeah, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. And another one is Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and is desperately sick. Now, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful today that Jesus saved me. I'm grateful today that he, he cleansed me of my sin, and that he has renewed me. He's given me a new heart, right? He gives me a new heart of flesh, Scripture says, to re- replace my heart of stone. But I'm here to tell you, I I don't trust my heart. Because the old guy, the old Brian, the old selfish man still still wants to rear his ugly head. And that's a battle that I fight every day. I'm sure you do too. Every day. Every day I fight the battle of of humbling myself at the cross and in God's word to say, Lord, I need you to show me what is right. I need your, your discernment, your wisdom, because left to myself, I've, I've walked with Jesus for 42 years now. But I still have to die every day. And so do you. And I hope I never come to the place in my life where I'm talking to somebody and, uh, and I say, just trust your heart. Oh, Lord, forgive me that if, I would, if I've ever said that or say that to anybody because the heart above all things is deceitful. And anytime any, somebody would give you a word of advice in that way, take it to the cross, go to your knees, get in God's word and see that the heart is deceitful. And I don't want to just get caught up in the lie that we can just trust our heart and go with our gut because Satan himself will tell you to believe in yourself all the while handing you a piece of forbidden fruit and saying, go ahead, it's good. And in the process, you'll be like God. So I thank God. I thank God that I have been transformed through the blood of Jesus And that through the word of God, that you and I, every day, at any time, we have this this power, this authority to do what? To renew our minds every single day, all the time. This is how we think differently. This is how we are renewed, is by the word of God. Rant over. That's a battle. It's a battle that we fight every day. So, yes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego give us a, a great example of standing firm in our godly principles no, no matter what the consequences might be. 
And today in America, we're not, I don't believe, we're not threatened by a literal fiery furnace. Uh, not yet, anyway. Uh, who knows what's coming? I mean, who would have thought five, ten years ago that we'd be dealing with the stuff that we're dealing with today? But as of right now, we're not really facing a fiery furnace for our faith, but being paying the, the price for our faith in Christ for us is more like being uh, unfriended on Facebook. Or maybe you're snubbed at, at Walmart or at, at the ball game or wherever you might be. That's, that's kind of the extent of how we face persecution today. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego give us another great lesson in worship. What was their, what was their mindset in worship? It was the fact that there was no other one worthy besides God. There was no man, no idol created by man that was worthy to be worshipped, only God. Now, before you, before you poo-poo this, is it okay to say that? Is it okay to say poo-poo? And say, well, I don't worship gods. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't bow at the altar of Buddha or whatever else that, that's out there. But every day we are faced with the temptation to, to bow to... Kids having a game on Sunday morning or whatever else it may be that tempts us to forsake the gathering together as believers in Christ or to spend time in God's word or whatever it may be. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's doing these other things that take up our time. You know, I made the statement that I, I'm not that fisherman type or the hunter type. I can, although I've, I've never hunted in my life. Somebody's going to have to change, change that about me. But I enjoy doing, I enjoy fishing and some of these other things. Uh, but for me, it's, it's my own set. It's my own set of things that I deal with when, when given the option of doing this great thing that I enjoy doing so much or oh I know but I know it's time I know it's time to get into God's word I know it's time to to seek him for for something that's very important these are the things that we deal with that can take the place of God in our lives but Shadrach Meshach and Abednego their mindset was that there was no man, there was no idol created by man that was worthy to be worshipped. Only God. And in this story, it's, it's strange, or it's funny, it's funny in a strange way, maybe, that King Nebuchadnezzar, in chapter 2, it seemed that he had a change of heart. Here, Daniel does what? Well, he interprets the king's dream, Right? And he interprets it accurately. And the king says, oh, well, how great is the God of, of Daniel? And now if anyone says anything about the, the king of, of, of Daniel, they will be tortured. They will be thrown into the fire. 
And the king says, your God truly is the God of gods, the, the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this mystery. Then he gives high honor to David and he, he sets Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in these places as overseers in chapter two. And then in the very next chapter, we see him building a 90-foot-tall golden idol and commands everyone to bow down to it or be thrown into the fiery furnace. And to lay this out a little bit, the scripture says that the king, he sent word around the entire region for the, for the, the satraps and the prefects. And I, I didn't know what those were, but uh, a satrap is he's a, uh, a ruling official that reports to the king. A prefect is also a person of responsibility. But he also sent word to the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the magistrates, all the officials of the province to come and to take part and witness the dedication of this image that he has created. And he commands everyone that when you hear all kinds of music, you are to bow down and worship the image. And anyone who doesn't bow down and worship the idol will be thrown into the furnace. We see quickly here how costly our allegiance to the one true God can be. And today it's, it's pretty easy to believe in God. I'd say that today in our society it's, it's uh, relatively even popular to believe in God and to say that, that you're a Christian. That's why I like to say I'm a follower of Christ because anybody can say I'm a Christian. But if you say you're a follower of Jesus Christ, that gives it a whole new connotation. Many politicians and popular athletes today will quickly uh, give a nod to God if they're, if they're pressed and if they're believers in Christ or not. And we are very quick to idolize these people, especially uh, athletes who will, who will uh, write a scripture on their sneakers or, 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 you know, point to God or whatever they might do. And uh, we're, we're so quick to, to, really, to put these people on a pedestal and think that they've got their lives figured out. And then, they, and then we hear of, of domestic abuse or we hear of, of all these, these things, assault charges or whatever it may be that we hear them involved in. And it should awaken us. It should awaken us, those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ by conviction that not all people, not all people are driven by Scripture or the indwelling Holy Spirit. We see it every day. We see it on social media. One day somebody's posting their favorite Scripture verse. The very next day or maybe later in the day or maybe just in the next few minutes they'll post something that no Christian or follower of Christ should be involved in. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were the real deal. They were young. They were completely sold out to the one true God. And as I was, as I was studying this and pondering uh, what these guys went through, I, that's something I like to do sometimes is let my mind 
wander in these situations and read between the lines and think, well, what, what was going through the minds of these three young kids as they stood up to the king and said, no, we are not going to bow down to that idol. We're not going to do it. We believe in the one true God, and even if he doesn't rescue us, we still will not bow down. How bold. So do you think there was any kind of apprehension, though, in their lives? You think they maybe stood there, they were saying it, but they're like, <sighs> who knows, you know? It's okay to be afraid sometimes, you know? Taking a stand for Jesus, taking a stand for what is right doesn't mean that all this boldness is always just going to rise up. Sometimes it means being afraid. How would you feel if you were faced with a furnace that was then heated up to seven times hotter than it was? I believe in any situation that that we are put in. I believe this with my whole heart. Standing here before you today, and each of us standing here today, with really no penalty or consequence to pay for our faith, really. Right? Really. But to be in a situation where we could see with our eyes a furnace, we could see with our eyes a gun, we could see something that was waiting for us because of our faith in Jesus. How would you feel? But I believe with my whole heart that in any situation that God would put us in, whatever we faced, there would be the grace of God to stand. The wonderful, amazing, powerful, endless grace of God to stand. Even shaken in my boots to stand. And I just have a I just have a hunch that that's what was going on in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's okay. It's okay to be afraid, standing firm in your faith in Christ. I recently saw a post of a friend of mine on social media who was involved in college ministry at Missouri State University in Springfield, Missouri. And this video shows hundreds of college-age students pouring into a worship service on a Thursday night. And according to the message that was attached to this video, the, the group of students would normally be, as you are well aware of what happens on college campuses, this group would normally be heading to the bars on Thursday night. But God is moving in such a powerful way that they started calling this night Thirsty Thursday because these college students were catching a glimpse of the one true God. Just a glimpse. They're catching a glimpse of who God is. How powerful is that and now instead of running to the bars they're hearing the gospel and they are getting equipped to stand for the gospel getting equipped to stand for the gospel we need to be equipped we need to be equipped to stand this past tuesday morning i went to the fca meeting at the grade school uh, here in town and i heard uh, a great uh, devotion by Pastor uh, Doug Junkins. 
and how cool it was for me to see 35 grade school kids hear this great devotion and to be uh, soaking up everything that, that Pastor Doug had to say. There's something going on. There's something powerful going on in the lives of our, of our kids. And I'm very grateful for, for Pastor Doug and his the new friendship that we have and the work that he does in this community and at the, the First Christian Church here in town. I also had a conversation not too long ago with, with our son. Uh, our son is now 31 years old, and he's always been very transparent, you know, um, and that's, that's good for the most part. You know, you like your kids to be, to be transparent with you, and, and he's been that way. So we've had some, some great conversations over the last few years. Uh, he can be very real, and I love that. Uh, I really do. And in the lives of our kids... We, we reach a certain point that you're just trusting God at this point that the way you've taught them and the way that you've lived your life in front of them, that they will be drawn to live a godly life, right? That's, that's the hope that the kids see that in you. Well, in recent years, we've had, we'd have conversations and he would ask me questions about certain things, you know, and, and, and I'd say, well, what do you think? He's looking for an answer. I'd say, well, what do you think? I wouldn't give him all the answers because I wanted him to search things out and discover spiritual truths for himself, but I'd help him out along, along the way. But it's important that, that he discover these things on his own. So not long ago, he says to me, I really feel I'm being drawn back into a conservative mindset. And I said, really, how so? And he said, well, I just see all the stupid things people my age are saying and doing, and it's just not me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, and on the inside, I'm like, well, hallelujah! (laughs) But I said, well, I'm really really proud of you for, um, for coming to that realization. And it's, you know, trying to be all cool and collected and all that, you know. But what's awesome is that he's, he's, he's lining up. His ideals are lining up with godliness and, and with Scripture. And I see, I see God doing this in millennials all around the world. Now we can only hope and pray for more. That God will get a hold of this generation and bring them to him. True followers of Jesus are willing to take a stand against what is evil. Sometimes packages or sometimes evil comes to us in an attractive package. So we can't simply trust our heart or go with our gut. We need to know scripture. We need to know what the Word of God says, and we need to trust the Holy Spirit that resides in us. We need to be equipped and prepared to do what is right, even though everyone around us does what is wrong. There is no other God. We're pulled from the left, we're pulled from the right, 
every day, distractions. And some distractions may come as, as blatant evil. You know, Satan is bold today. He doesn't have to bring it to you in a pretty package. Sometimes he just, blah, and all his ugliness and evil, he will bring something your way. And again, we still have to recognize it. We have to recognize the evil that comes at us. And sometimes it's a pretty package. But without discernment, we will get stuck and we will get sucked in and we will worship what might look like God. But in reality, it's godless and it's of the flesh. Just like last week, we talked about worshiping God. How? In spirit and in truth. We talked about the Samaritans. They didn't worship in truth because they worshiped falsely. They didn't worship the God of Scripture. But we know that God is who he says he is. He is the one true God, and so we, we worship him. And the Samaritans did not know who the God of Scripture was, so their worship was not right. There is no other God. So what are the consequences of worshiping God and no other? The fiery furnace? Maybe? Seems a little out there right now. Well, here, other parts of the world, followers of Christ are paying a true price for following Jesus. But for us, consequences being made fun of, uh, being mistreated at work or at school, unfriended, disrespected, probably, those are more than likely what will happen to us today. But my question remains is, will you still take a stand for God? I hope so. Worshiping in spirit. We talked last week again. Worshiping in spirit means there's, there is an, an inner work, the Holy Spirit doing a work inside of us. And that work of God in us, it becomes visible. It's an expression of worship. Because of what God does in here, we express God our love for God. So if we express our love for the one true God, it might possibly bring about these consequences today. But there's something more important. Worshiping God in this way brings a clear focus to our lives. It keeps our attention on what is absolutely important, that there is no other God who is worthy of our worship. There is no consequence that is so horrifying that it would cause us to shrink in fear or bow to another. First Chronicles 16.25 says, For God is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. Psalm 96, verses 4 and 5. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. And finally, if you would, Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. We worship him. 
worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship him because there is no other God. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like to know more about our relationship with Jesus or more about our church at Woodlawn, please contact us by email at info at fbcwoodlawn.org. Please join us again next week for another sermon from First Baptist of Woodlawn.